Welcome to the Fellowship Baptist Church podcast. Today's episode will be one of our weekly devotionals. These devotionals are typically shot live uh, via Facebook and have been condensed down into an audio version for this podcast. We hope you enjoy the practical biblical teaching you will hear and that you will learn how to better apply God's truth to your life. Good morning. Welcome to the Friday morning live stream. Pastor, good morning. Good morning. How are you today? I'm doing just fine today. It's been a busy morning for me already. I've been out and about, already been to Menards and back, and got a busy day ahead of me. Um, sorry about Wednesday live stream. I kid you not. We um, Comcast contacted me the night before. They said, hey, we're planning on coming out. I, I only got a voicemail. So Wednesday morning, I, I call them and I'm like, hey, I don't know. I don't know. Know you guys were coming. Like, when is the schedule to happen? They're like, oh, we don't have anything planned for coming to your house or up to the church. And I was like, okay, well, great, because I didn't know you guys were coming in the first place. It must have been a glitch. A guy shows up five minutes uh, to ten and tells me he has to shut our internet off to check a few things. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding. Are you serious? So and anyway, the phone thing didn't work too good. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't going to be happening. So so sorry about that. Hey, it happens. You're on your own. Yeah, yeah. But um, hey, we had a great men's meeting Wednesday night. Had a good men's meeting. We'll talk a little bit about that today because it really fits into mm-hmm. where we've been here the past couple weeks on how to discern the will of God, not only for your own personal life, but as it applies to our, our church. And uh, we're going to continue to go through those Uh, methods that God uses today, and uh, one of them we're going to look at can be controversial. Mm. Uh, Now, I don't believe it's controversial in our church, but it certainly carries some controversy out there. So we'll talk about that today. By the way, I just wanted to let you guys know that this morning we're trying something brand new that we've never done uh, on the back end. Scary. We are, I know, I was really nervous about starting. But we are live streaming to multiple platforms at the same time. So right now we're live on YouTube, on um, uh, Twitter, and on Facebook. So this was a new program that I'm testing out. And uh, so anyway, I'm sure President Trump's watching. I'm so. sure he is. It's... Hello, President. We love you. Appreciate you. <laughs> Captain. <laughs> so anyways, so glad it's going well. And it seems to be working, so praise the Lord for that. But anyways, hopefully we'll be able to live stream to multiple platforms and just be able to reach more people. And, uh, you know, for those that don't have Facebook, which, you know, isn't very many, but there's some people that don't have it and don't want to get it. So hopefully we can make this available to them now on YouTube and maybe some other platforms. So pretty neat. Anyways, just want to let you guys know that. All right, well, let's get right into it. I think you all know where we're starting out from here. Ephesians chapter 5. Verse 15 through 17. The will of God. Can we know the will of God for our lives? Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. See then that you walk circumspectly, very carefully in life. Order your steps. Not as fools, but as wise. I guess you can fall into one or two categories. Which, which one do you fall into, the fool category or the wise category? Redeeming the time, make the most of the time. Time slips away so quickly uh, because the days are evil. So use your time in a very profitable way mm. to fight back evil with God's wisdom. 
Wherefore, be not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So we were looking at, does God have a will for our lives? The answer is absolutely yes. He has a plan and purpose for our lives. The will of God, I'm going to read it again, is God's deliberate design, desire, and purpose for your life and my life. The will of God. Mm -hmm. Are you living in the center of God's good, acceptable, and perfect will? Romans 12, 1 and 2. We also then looked at what are some of the reasons why God may withhold an understanding, because he wants us to understand his will, but why may he withhold from us an understanding of his will? And there we looked at the call of God. There's four basic calls that God sends forth that we need to respond to so that we can continue to walk in the center of his will. First of all was the call of salvation. We're called to salvation through the gospel. Once we respond to that call by repenting of our sin and trusting the Lord Jesus, then we begin uh, to walk on that pathway of God's will for our lives. So there's the call of salvation. There was the call of separation, come up from among them and be separate. There was the call of sanctification, that we would possess our bodies in sanctification and honor. And then there was the call of surrender or submission. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So uh, four important calls of God. Then we begin to look at the methods that God uses to disclose his will to us. And remember, we don't take just one or two of these. We take them as a whole uh, when it comes to discerning the will of God. So number one, get your heart in a condition that it has no will of its own. That's probably the most uh, difficult one to do. Mm. Number two, clear your heart of any known sin and wrong motives that you may have. Search the scriptures. Number three, look at the experiences of life and others' experiences of life because God can teach us many things. Uh, even through our own personal failures in mm. life like uh, that definitely was not God's will in that matter. And then we talked about getting counsel from older, godly, mature believers. We talked about surrounding yourself, number six, with good, godly friends that can speak into your life and give you counsel. We talked about sermons, how you'll just be sitting listening to a sermon and it'll click and you'll say, that is exactly what God wants me to do in that situation. We talked about circumstances, the open and closed doors, but that went with a strong warning. We talked about just using common sense because God's not the author of confusion. We threw some situations out there uh, where you know you just use common sense, like you don't buy things you can't afford. We talked about the, uh, well, this is where we are today. Yeah. Number 10. Boom. Boom, we came to that quick, didn't we? You're dead. All right, number 10, if you're jotting these down, uh, this is the cautions of the Holy Spirit. You can call them cautions, you can call them promptings, you can call them convictions that the Lord brings. Um, but the Bible says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, Romans chapter 8, verse 10 through verse 15, is the text for this. And I encourage you to study uh, through that passage. Uh, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Uh, I kind of uh, sometimes... Uh, say things like this, you know, you, you you get this prompting that you should reach into your pocket and give someone uh, some money to help them with their need, and mm. you're going, 
I don't think that's of the Holy Spirit, you know. <laughs> that must be a flesh. I guarantee you that if uh, you feel this prompting to help someone financially, it's probably not a work of the flesh. Yeah. It's uh, probably the Holy Spirit putting that on your heart. But how many times? Think about this. And maybe you can think of some situations, Ben. Okay? Get it brain turning. All right. Because you throw that's, those at me. That's all gonna, the, that's, you throw those at me all the time. Now, Dad, give us an example of that. Let me take another sip of coffee before the <laughs> brain starts turning. So the, you, you get this prompting or you get this caution of the Holy Spirit. You feel like the Holy Spirit's leading you and yet you don't follow through with it. Hmm. Maybe you say, well, I don't have the time. Or, boy, that's going to be too costly. Or, I don't even like that person. Hmm. So can you think of any il illustrations... Um, there have been so many times, for some reason I can't pull one up right now, but I'm like, boy, I wish I would have listened to the Holy Spirit that time. I wish I would have done what I felt the Holy Spirit was telling me to do instead of resisting Him. Mm. Uh, because we can resist the Holy Spirit. The Bible said that. You, it, it, was it um, Stephen? He said you'd always resist the Holy Ghost, mm. and they stoned him for that? Mm. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't like him saying that. Yeah. Uh, but we have the tendency to resist the Holy Spirit when we feel Him prompting us to do things that um, we really don't want to do. Mm. Did you come up with something? Well, I, I can think of lots of times yeah, where okay. I don't um, follow the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Just um, even as simple as, you know, you're driving down the road and you're on your way to something and you see maybe somebody pulled over on the side of the road and God prompts you to just stop and help them and you're just like, ah, but I'm on my way to this mm -hmm. thing and I'm, I'm running late and that's happened to me. And I'm just like, and I pass them by and it's just like the Holy Spirit, you know, and I'm like, oh, somebody somebody else is just about to stop and help them. Um, you know, I can just think of uh, when God opens up opportunity to share the gospel and it's very clear that God's opened up the opportunity to share the gospel. Oh, that's a good one. That's one we resist a lot. Yeah. And you just, I mean, at best you say, yeah, well, I just love my church and, and you're like, okay, I guess that's good enough. And, you know, but you know, you, you kind of let them know that you're, you're a Christian, but you know, never really pull that trigger and just diving deeper into that conversation. Um, so I think that usually that happens to me, you know, that's, that's a common thing that happens to me and something I'm trying to develop in my life is to follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit, not just let them by. Uh, but then I can also think of times where God did prompt me to do something and maybe it was give a, an amount of money or, or, or something like that. And, you know, you do do that. And, uh, you know, I can't say that, you know, there's been times where I've given, for me, a significant amount of money that it was just like I turned around and like the, the blessings of having just poured upon me. But I tell you what, I've never missed the money. It's never, it's never hurt me or, or anything like that. And, and God's blessed me in so many other ways. So, um, and, and I know I, that I look I at those. You right there yeah. I can think of a time when I really wrestled with the Lord over the, over a situation similar to that. Cause it was a real sacrifice for mm. mom and I to make this, uh, decision to do this. Uh, your mom didn't wrestle with it as much as I Yeah. Actually, she didn't wrestle with it at all. She goes, well, the Lord's, when it, when it comes, the Lord's telling you to do it, then go ahead and When do it comes it. to finances, I've noticed that the, the, <laughs> the wives, when they don't run the money, uh, they're a lot more free. But I was, I, I <laughs> You're was, thinking through all the bills and all those yeah. things. It's like, well, we just got to be logical about this. <laughs> I, I, I wrestled with this one decision, and even upon doing it, I still wrestled with it. Hmm. I've, I've, I've been there too. But... 
All I can tell you, church, is that later on, we were able to look back and see how God blessed that decision, even mm-hmm. though it was a very difficult decision to make at that time. I'm so thankful for a wife that always supports me mm-hmm. in things like that yeah. and encourages me uh, to follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit. So well, I'm d- sorry for interrupting. Well, but- I definitely got, I've, I've definitely had both sides. And uh, my prayer is that I will continue to get on the more of the side of obeying the promptings of the Holy Spirit. And that could be in something small. Um, well, most of the time it is. Yeah. Or it can be in something large. And I think they're both struggles. I think even something small. I think it's the same idea that, you know, he who is faithful in the least will be faithful in much. I mean, if you follow the small promptings of the Holy Spirit, you're going to follow the big ones. I think was Isaiah said, and you shall hear the voice of the Lord behind you saying, this is the way walk in it, mm. you know. I kind of get the idea. Sometimes the Holy Spirit just kind of pushing you in yep. that certain direction, and sometimes He's kind of holding you back, right? Mm. So the promptings of the Holy Spirit are so important. Uh, matter of fact, some of you, if you have a uh, example of that, you can shoot it to us, and we can we can see you right here online, uh, and those who are listening and making comments. So think of, think about that as it comes to uh, following uh, the leading of the Lord. Uh, it's, it's concerning his will for your life, the promptings of the Holy Spirit, his cautions and his leading. Now we're going to get to number 11, and this is one that I said can be a little controversial, okay? And we're going to talk about government. Mm. Is, it, is it possible that the Lord can lead us and guide us into what his will would be for us through our government authorities? Mm. The Bible says in Romans chapter, well, there's several passages of Scripture, but in Romans chapter 13, verse 1 through verse 8, uh, is probably the longest passage of Scripture that talks about um, how they are ministers of God. Mm. They bear not the sword in vain. But he says this, they are ministers of God. This is what it says, but it doesn't stop there. He doesn't say, well, they are ministers of God Mm. and could do whatever they want to do. That's not what he says. He said, they are ministers of God to thee for good. Now, if they're asking you to do evil, which we see with the apostles, they had to stand up against authority and say, we ought to obey God rather than man. So whatever you're going to do to us, you're going to have to do to us, but we're going to stay obedient to the Lord. And yet the Bible said, Obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves, for they watch for your souls as they that must give an account. So someone who's in a position of authority over another person, whether that, be, whether that is in government or in the family or in the church, has greater accountability before God. One day we'll stand before God and give an account. Uh, that's very sobering to me as a pastor to know mm-hmm. that I have to give an account uh, for the direction that the Lord gives me in the leading uh, of the church. But but government, government authority. Um, <clears throat> there's some things that I want to, uh, I don't think I have to teach you these things, but remind you of these things as it applies to our government. Because what we're seeing right now is government taking more and more and more control and more and more liberties and freedoms away from us. Mm. And it's becoming very concerning, and they're using the coronavirus to do this. Now, is that the will of God for us to give up our liberties? I think it was Ben Franklin that said something like, and this is a paraphrase, but if we're willing to give up our liberties for security, we deserve neither security or liberty. Hmm. 
And so, but what we're seeing is, is basically wholesale across our country, we're seeing people giving up their liberties that we have. That's what makes us the great nation that we are, is the liberties that we have that have been given to us, listen, listen, by God. Mm. Um, I just, we should have the First and Second Amendment uh, memorized. But it says, Congress shall make no law, no law respecting the establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. Now, what we've seen, and this has come through, through our um, democratic governors. I don't think there's any Republican governor that I know of, but a lot of the democratic governors have tried to restrict religion at this time. Now, our governor has not, and I want to give her credit for that. Ben, I don't agree with most of the things that she has done or the way that she's handled this coronavirus or the continually extending of the stay-at-home order, uh, taking away the freedoms that we have. Um, so there's a lot of things we don't agree, but you know anyone in authority, you're not going to agree with them all the time, right? But one thing I really appreciate that she listened to Lee Chatfield, who is the Speaker of the House, and to Senate Minority Leader Mark Shirky. By the way, if you, if you know Lee Chatfield, his father is an independent Baptist preacher. Yeah, it's awesome. And he is a brother in Christ, uh, uh, up at a, Old School. He's spoken at Old School. Doing a great job in uh, Washington, in uh, Lansing, yeah, for us. Yeah, he, he really is. Representing He's, us. Yep, and so is Mike Shirky, who is the uh, Senate uh, Majority Leader. And, and they, they have confronted the uh, governor, when she was tempted to shut down the church, to say, you cannot do this. This is a violation of the Constitution. And she backed off, and she did not do it. And we need to say thank you to her for this. Thru throughout this whole time, the church has been free to meet. Uh, I, I think some of you don't understand that. Um, but in order for us to maintain a good testimony and safety for our people and really get our head around this thing and seek the Lord as to what he would have us to do. We have followed some of the guidelines, and that's all they were, were guidelines for the church. Yeah, so once again, <clears throat> if we chose to meet together as a church this Sunday, we can do that free Absolutely. and clear and legally. We could have right from the very beginning. Yeah, so Some churches have continued to meet, yeah. very few. You know, most of us have taken a very conservative position. So if we met... It would, it would not have been in rebellion against no. the governor because they, that law was, you know, they made but, exceptions but here's what for we churches. Here's what we, here's what we would, it, would it have been rebellion if she would have said, you can't meet, and we would have gone ahead and met anyway? Yes. Okay, well, let's see. Okay. Congress shall make no law respecting the establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise there, thereof or abridging the freedom of the press... Uh, or of the right of people to peaceably assemble and to petition the government for a redress of grievances. All right, now, what is the highest law in the land? For us? For us. For, for all of us as citizens of the United States, what's the highest law in the land? The Constitution. The Constitution. Okay. And the Constitution says that... I want to make sure I'm getting these right. I was like, I was about to say the Bible, God, the Constitution. <laughs> well, that would be, for us as believers, the Bible would... Make sure I'm getting the right words here. But I'll tell you this, I've never seen where the Bible contradicts the Constitution. Hmm. 
or shall I say, where the Constitution contradicts the Bible. We're safe as far as that is concerned. Praise God for our godly uh, founders who gave us the Constitution that we have. But the Constitution is the highest law in the land. So if a governor tells us that we cannot assemble ourselves, is that the law that we obey, or do we obey the Constitution? Right. I mean, we still have the, the right to... Uh, it's hard, because technically it would be illegal, but technically it wouldn't be illegal. It wouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. Be, and more and more... So it's, and I, it's and I'm, not, see, I'm seeing this. Listen to a policeman yesterday that was really calling upon policemen to stop this and for, for arresting people for going to work, arresting people for going to church. Arresting people for going to the beach. It's crazy. Uh, for Arresting cutting people, hair. For cutting hair, <laughs> opening, you know. That's, listen, that is not who we are as Americans. It's crazy. We are constitutionalist. And so we have to understand, and this is why I say there's a, there's a lot of disagreement that comes in here. Some say, well, no, we, whatever she says, we do. Whatever he says, we do. That's not true. Okay? So... Uh, let's let's go on to the Second Amendment because the Second Amendment, Ben, is what puts the teeth into the First Amendment. Second Amendment, a well-regulated uh, regulated militia be necessary for the security of a free state, the right of the people to bear arms shall not be what? Infringed. So the Second Amendment is necessary to enforce the First Amendment. The right to bear arms. So what do we see among our liberal politicians? What do they want to take away from us? Firearms? Guns? Yeah. See? So do we just give up our guns? I don't know if you've seen what just happened with... Uh, 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 oh, what, do they, what do they call him? The, the leader of uh, uh, um, Canada. Prime Minister mm. Trudeau? And he's given two years for his people to give up all what they call assault weapons, AK-47s, uh, all right, and similar, similar guns like that. This, this is important for you to understand. Now I want to drop down to the Declaration. Listen to the Declaration. We hold these truths to be self-evident, or they should be self-evident. That all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator. By who? Their Creator. God. With certain unalienable rights. That word unalienable, rights that cannot be taken away. A governor can't take them away. The Senate can't take them away. The Congress can't take them away. The President can't take them away. Certain unalienable rights that among these are life. The next one, what? Liberty. Our freedom. And the pursuit of happiness. Now, now listen to this. To secure these rights, listen to what our founders said, governments are instituted among men. Governments are instituted to secure the rights, not to take those rights away from us. Deriving, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. Who, who gives the governor the authority that she has? We do. So who is she accountable to? Us. She's accountable to us. Okay? When the people say, enough's enough, guess what? Enough is enough. Yeah. That, now, now, listen, let's continue. That whenever any government becomes destructive to these ends, do we see government now becoming, using the coronavirus, 
becoming destructive to the ends of life, liberty, taking away our liberties, and the pursuit of happiness. It is the right of the people. We have a right and responsibility to alter or abolish it and institute new government. So hopefully we can do that at the ballot box, right, and not with the Second Amendment. But if it can't be done through the ballot box, we have the Second Amendment in place. Isn't that interesting? Mm. Now, is that controversial? Yeah. Should not be. These truths are self-evident, our founders said. So when it comes to discerning God's will for our lives, the two that we have today, and I'm going to mark these off, is that we need to follow the cautions or the promptings, the leading of the Holy Spirit, and we can look to government. Now, that is exactly what we did when it came to reopening of our church. Uh, we got a lot of material. We, we gathered together the deacons, and uh, Ben, you were there, and uh, Larry Gear, who's the head of our security team, was there, and we spent almost two hours, I think it was an hour and 45 minutes. We went through the guidelines, guidelines of the CDC. We looked at um, the Christian Law Association, uh, what they recommended, and then uh, the Family Research Council, which I think they did the best job at putting together. And so we put together uh, some reopening guidelines. Uh, it is our goal to open the church here on May 17th, so we have Mother's Day this Sunday, and then next Sunday we're going to reopen the church. And these things, I believe, are posted online. Are they on there yet? Yep, Victoria got those up. Thank I'm you, not, Victoria. I'm not positive if they're, if they're on the website, but she'll make sure to get them on the website. Get okay. a section that says reopening guidelines. When the, when the government is asking us to do something that God asks us not to do something that God tells us to do, then we are accountable to follow God. When the government is asking us, um, when God, <laughs> let me get this right. When the government is asking us to do something God tells us not to do, or when the government is asking us not to do something God tells us to do. All right? Yeah, that... I thought that was a... That truth is self-evident. I thought that was a great, great way of communicating it. If government is telling us to do something God tells us not to do, or when government is telling us not to do something God tells us to do, we're accountable I guess what I really power. want you to take from this is we're bound to our Constitution. Hmm. And that's why I appreciate so much many of our law enforcement now are backing away. And they said these are unconstitutional uh, guidelines or requirements or edicts that are coming down from our, quote, authority. We are not going to abide by them. We're not going to enforce them. Yeah. Um, and also thankful for all of those in, in Congress. And, and, you know, that's why we have checks and balances within our government system is to... Um, you know, when, when they see somebody that is overstepping their bounds, that's why we have two different parties. That's, you know, so, so we see the, the, the legal system working and yeah, we, the political system working. And, and there's going <laughs> to be a lot of people after this is all said and done um, that, you know, hopefully new laws will be implemented to keep the overreach from happening in the future. So thankful for all of those that are really... We're living in very interesting times. Yeah. This can go one way or the other. And we're trusting that it will go the way of freedom. Yeah. And uh, so be in prayer for those that are they're in positions and lawsuits that are that are happening, and that this type of uh, abuse of power may not happen yeah. again in the future. You know, uh, 
mom said to me yesterday, she said, there's no way that our governor is going to get reelected. And I, I'm not quite so sure. Yeah. I heard this morning, I was coming back from Menards, and it was on the local radio station, that 6% uh, or 65% of Republicans say everything has gone too far. And only 6% of Democrats have said everything has gone too far. Hmm. Interesting, isn't it? What a diversity that you have there. It's interesting not more people think things have gone too far. I was shocked. <laughs> only 67%. I was shocked. Yeah. Yep, I was shocked. Said so one out of, what is it, uh, two, two out of every three people think we ought to continue to shut down our economy. Mm. They definitely aren't business owners, are they? <laughs> I believe that. Uh, well, we love you guys. Again, I threw out some controversial things there uh, today. Of all the points in discerning the mind of the Lord, that would, that's going to be the most controversial one is when it comes to government because everyone has their own idea. Okay, so when it comes to, to reopening the church, we're still planning on May 17th. May 17th. Yes, this is totally legal. We're not doing anything that is not um, legally able to do, not just constitutionally, but also as far as our local state goes. Uh, they have made um, uh, exceptions for religious gatherings. And so you can go online and uh, pull up uh, uh, our uh, governor's uh, statement that she made yeah. concerning the churches. I can go on MLive, uh, right on the first article on MLive on the updates. They have, you know, the inclusion, uh, the exclusion of religious But what if we were, what if we were in a state? Well, the Philippines, the government has shut down churches in the Philippines. At least that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, I'm not. But from of our missionaries. Yeah. So be thankful we're in the state of Michigan and we don't have to fight that battle. Yeah. But some churches are fighting that battle right now. We need to pray for them. Yep. So um, when, when we uh, assemble back together, uh, just to once again summarize, we have uh, these guidelines. Listen, I just want to emphasize we need to have grace with each other, okay? Um, not everybody's going to agree with the guidelines, okay? We both help put them together, and we don't even agree with all of them. <laughs> okay. Sure oh, so, so I'm going to taste We get it. I think some of these are foolish. But yeah. I, I guess this is where, if we're going to err, I'm going to err on the side of being more restrictive. You know? yeah. And like you said, we can just show deference to one another. Really, they're no big deal, but I'm looking forward to this being over with. I've been asked a number of times, when's this first phase going to be over? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we'll play that by year and as the Lord leads, right? Yeah. And uh, but anyway. But I really want to emphasize, have grace with people that you disagree with. All right? This is not a, uh, these, these uh, things that we have come up with that we uh, did as the church leadership and then also as all the men sat around and uh, there was quite a few men there. What do you think? Like 50? Oh, there's, yeah, there, I was shocked at how many men Probably showed up. Probably 50 guys showed up. There was men that I thought would be there that weren't. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but then there was those who I didn't think would come that did. Yeah, so there was a good group. Uh, we, awesome. we discussed it. There were some good uh, thoughts put out there of things and that... And we, we threw those. There was a couple extra things that wasn't in the CDC. That we didn't think about. and But we have basically followed the recommendations of the CDC. Yeah. Almost to the letter. So um, so we've, we've done our best. Listen, we know we get it. Uh, there are people that don't agree with it. And we, we hear you. We understand. 
And we just need to have grace with people that we disagree with. Let me just read this one. It said, the first one on the list, it says, high-risk individuals are encouraged to stay at home during the first phase of the reopening. And then it gives uh, a list of who will be high risk. And it has this one on there, people with severe obesity. And I told the man, I am not staying home. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, love the honesty. <laughs> <laughs> but I... I I'm concerned when I see our church members tension with disagreements. Well, with some, each other. you know what? Some people are scared to death. Yeah. And we get that. But uh, we do not operate in fear. Uh, I told the men, I said, it's interesting that a couple weeks before this all happened, I preached that message on uh, the fear of man bringeth the snare and uh, how we're to. We, any decision made out of fear is going to be a wrong decision. So I understand some of you are flipping out. It's all right. You've heard me say many times, don't flip out, okay? God is in control. And God is going to lead you uh, through your preacher. You know, he's going to lead you through the uh, leaders of our church. And I just appreciate, I came home and said, man, we, we got such great men. I wish the men could know how much I appreciate them. And um, uh, I brought this out, uh, Joseph and his brothers, remember? You intended this for evil, but God meant it for good. So God's going to bring some amazing good things Amen. out of this. So, hey, and, and then some people aren't freaking out. Some people have legitimate concerns. Yep. Yeah. So some people have some health issues and there's legitimate concerns there. And You know, and if, if, if you have a legitimate concern, don't come. That is a strong, we, we can't emphasize yeah. that more strongly. Just stay home, continue to listen on live stream until you feel like, like you can come and, uh, and uh, join us. Don't be critical of those that choose to assemble. Don't be critical of those that choose not to. It's just, it's foolish. Let every man be persuaded in his own mind. Uh, so, so God has given us that verse to give us the freedom, right? Yeah. Right. So I just, I just, we can't emphasize enough. Have grace with people that aren't doing it the exact same way you are, right? I told our, I told our men on uh, Wednesday <clears throat> night, we've gone over 20 years of ministry and not been divided. And Satan wants to use this to divide the church. Absolutely. Not, just, not just our church. But every church is dealing with this with these with the same issue. Absolutely. And uh, Satan, you know, wants to divide, but uh, we're gonna stay united. Amen. So hey, don't gossip about people. Don't be saying, I can't believe that person's doing this. I can't believe that person's not wearing a mask. I can't believe that person is wearing a mask. Don't just don't let Satan do that to your heart understand we are all on the same team. We're, we're doing what God has called us to do. We want to continue on sharing the gospel, both online, gathering together as an assembly of believers, and we just want to do what God wants us to do. Satan cannot stop the gospel. Amen. That's one thing we have found through this. Amen. So, and also, this is not a permanent thing, okay? So, so don't... <laughs> There's people that are like, I can't believe you do it. This is this is obviously not ideal, and it's a temporary. These regulate or these um, guidelines are our temporary solution. Until phase one. We, phase one. Now right? we met with the tailors last night who do the janitorial work. This is amazing, and I didn't know this, but even before this all happened, where we shut down, they were already preparing for it. Really. So they've already uh, researched and found out exactly what they need to mm, do. Awesome. Uh, to For those that don't know the tailors, 
There are janitors. There are janitors who, that clean the church. And so they have everything already. They, they already have the supplies. They bought the supplies in advance. Man, because those guys are on top of it. They nailed it. I was like, they are on top of it So they all got, the time. They got all the supplies, and um, they're ready to go yeah. and disinfect the church after each time we gather together. They're awesome. So we're going to start out just on Sunday morning. No Sunday school. Uh, just start out in a Sunday morning service. Uh, I told the men I'll try to keep it sh- I'll try to keep shorter message. They thought that was funny. And then uh, Sunday night will still be live streaming. Wednesday night will still be live streaming. Um, so phase, through the first phase. Yep. Phase one, we're doing one service. 11, are we starting at 11? 11. Okay, 11 to 12 But you've got to be there early because like everyone's temperature is going to be taken before they come in. And there are just some things that are going to have to be put in place. And we have to go to different areas. We're going to try to try to practice social distancing uh, which is going to be difficult to do because everyone's going to want to see. It was awesome seeing everyone on Wednesday night, all the men. Man, we missed each other so much. We're just going on and on and on. Yeah, so. but um, I also want to say that I know some of you uh, haven't read through the things that we're doing. We'll we'll take time and discuss this next week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll clearly walk through it, why we chose to do these things. So be tuned in next week uh, during one of the morning times. We'll make sure to clearly communicate this what it is, why we're doing it. Each one of these things were very well thought through and flushed out with the group of men. So it's not, we didn't just copy and paste, like we've really thought through all of these things. And so hopefully during that time next week, we'll be able to answer all those questions. Um, And then hopefully as time goes on, start repealing these things one by one and, you know, more time and all those type of things. So uh, Victoria does have this up on the Facebook um, group. Also, let me encourage you and say emphatically, our, our church Facebook group is not a place to get into debates or uh, disagreements. You have personal Facebook pages. You can do that all you want. Please don't do that within the church Facebook group. That is for updates and prayer requests and encouraging each other. If you want to get into debates, you're more than welcome to do that on your own Facebook And if you walls. want to put on there that you have the absolutely the best pastor in all the world and the greatest uh, a youth pastor in the world, that's mm. okay. We'll let them do that. That's I mean, more if you want than, to say stuff I know like, that's controversial, yeah, but, but go ahead. You're free to do that. Hey, sorry we took so much time today. Uh, we felt like it was important to discuss some of these things and to get these out there. Like I said, next week we will be talking about this more in depth. Uh, I also want to apologize for the glitch in the live stream. Happens. Uh, we've had a few glitches in the past, so it happens. But anyways, that, that's that's it. That's all I got. Hope you, hope you guys... We, we didn't even pray. I think we opened in prayer, did we? No. I can't remember. I have to go back and rewatch the live stream. But at least we can close in prayer. I'll pray. You or me. All right. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for all your wonderful blessings. Thank you for, once again, our precious people. And, and Lord, just thank you for uh, the unity we have in the body of Christ and how you use each and every one of us to function in our own areas. Thank you for all of those that have been involved with um, getting the church reopened. And there's been a lot of people. And I just, I'm thinking about even all the men that showed up to discuss it, the deacons, the church leadership that 
and had the initial meeting and, and the research that's gone into it and the tailors who are doing the cleaning and, and those that help set up the church and the light and all of those, just so many people involved with, with preparing for getting the church reopened. And thank you just once again that we can serve as the body of Christ. I, I pray emphatically for unity among uh, the brethren, not just in our church, but all over uh, our country and all over the world as they seek to uh, reopen uh, the doors of the church. And uh, Lord, I, I pray for those that are dealing with the legalities of what has been done constitutionally and in, in everybody's respective states. And that, uh, Lord, that if there's been those that have stepped over their boundaries that you have ordained, that that will be uh, brought forth and that, you know, that will be dealt with in the courts and that, Lord, out of this thing, we will not come away with less liberties, but more. And uh, God, you are, we, we, we ultimately recognize you're sovereignly in control. And we submit to your uh, uh, will in, in, that is happening within this world, within our countries, and even within our own states, Lord. And we just give you all the praise and the honor and glory. Thank you for choosing us and giving us the opportunity to serve you, uh, all of us as Christians. And I pray that we will do our best and our responsibility as Christians, and also that we will do our responsibility into communicating the hope of the gospel to the lost and dying world around us. Pray all these things in your holy, precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, Mother's Day, Sunday. Okay. Victoria's put together a very special uh, Mother's Day video. So, really? Yeah, it's, it's pretty exciting. So be cool. tuning in for that. Uh, she put a lot of work into it. So a, a really special uh, surprise coming. And we're going to honor all you moms. Give honor to whom honor is due. Yes. So we love you guys. And uh, so don't forget to get out there and get a Mother's Day gift. And I'm saying that for myself. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> well, I got to tell you this. I don't know if my wife's online. I hope not. But one year, I didn't get her a Mother's Day gift. She goes, you didn't get me a Mother's Day gift. And I said, well, you're not my mother. Oh. That was not. Yeah. That was, don't, he, that he, was not good. He's got them ever since then, so. <laughs> that was my hall of shame right there. <laughs> All right. Hope you guys have a great day. Talk to you later. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org, where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, where you can see what's happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.